Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show, and I'm your man, Smitty. And we've got a lot to talk about here today, as we do every day right now. So much is going on in the NFL, from the coaching decisions to uh, the the Alvin Kamara news, to the Kyler Murray buzz, to the Deshaun Watson, what happens with his legal case, and where does he land, to the Russell Wilson potential movement. Um, We've got all that to talk about. I'm not going to beat a dead horse on the Alvin Kamara topic. What's going on, Tariq? What's going on, Smokey Cat? James Champs Money, Wesley and, and Matt Slater, all first in the building appreciate you guys being here um i'm not gonna beat a dead horse on this because we don't have like tons more new information other than there's been footage released i don't want to put it up it's too graphic of the individual the victim that was uh reportedly but confirmed potentially videotape obviously by the police themselves this coming from the las vegas police department that the video footage confirms the story of the victim not the story of Kamara. So things are not looking good for Kamara. And I, I hear a lot of people come to Kamara's defense in, in comments and in DMs especially. I get so many DMs on stuff like this. You guys wouldn't even believe it. I don't respond to about 99% of them. But I get tons of DMs on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere you can imagine. Where people are like, he's done. He's not done. You're an idiot. Didn't you watch the whole Ray Rice situation? Haven't you seen what the NFL... The NFL's going to slap him on the wrist. The NFL's going to come down hard. Everybody's got an opinion. And I appreciate that everybody's got an opinion. What's up, Navage? Love it. Keep keep telling me how to say your name. I love it. Uh, what's up, Nick? What's up, Wesley? Appreciate all of you. Hit the thumbs up on your way in the door, please. And tell your grandmas, tell everybody, spread this link out. Let's blow up 2022, okay? Okay, pals. I've produced a lot of content in the last 48 to 55 hours or so. Uh, I've gone live, I think, like six times. Um, So we're doing it live. We're doing it live. But breaking down this Alvin Kamara situation, in in a nutshell, I'll try and do it before the 15-minute mark of the show. Okay, we're a little late today, so we're going to go a tad bit over. Um, Start piling your voicemails up. If you're in my voicemail group, please start leaving voicemails. In fact, I'm going to go there now and see. Okay, yep. Uh... Leave them, leave them, boys. Start dropping the voicemails. Um, we'll go to that in a minute. So you can also DM me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show if you would also like your voicemail uh, read or played online, and, and and then I will I will respond. This is how you find me. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. So definitely get on over there if you would like to um, leave a voice message and I'll do my best to find it and locate it. If you want to be in an exclusive group that gets to ask me questions where about 30 of you are going to be in this live chat and I'm going to go to that chat consistently for the voicemail drops and I'll go looking outside for for one-off DMs from you guys. But you want in that group, DM me voicemail uh, is the first you know word or whatever and I will try and throw you in that group if I feel like you're going to ask questions on on, on more than one occasion. Uh, Kamara, this is, as I understand it, this is how it went down. 
dude gets an altercation. I don't know if he's talking to Kamara's girl or how that happened. That's speculation. But Kamara was with, I believe, his girl and multiple male associates with him. And Kamara started having words with this guy, supposedly. Kamara put his hand on his chest, uh, reportedly at the elevator, potentially because dude wanted to get in, maybe. And Kamara's like, take the next one. That's how I envision it going down. That is also kind of me piecing together speculative analysis of this and, and compiling it together. Dude, aggressively, probably, this is my speculation about how aggressive it was. You've got to imagine that it was aggressive, but who cares? The guy's putting his hand on, Kamara's putting his hand on chest, smacks his hand away, gets jumped. Okay, so Kamara's entourage starts hitting him. This is what's being reported. The, the, the guy's statement was, as soon as he smacked Kamara's hand away, he started getting hit, and then... He blacks out, hits the ground, and according to the police report, the video confirms that Alvin Kamara continued to strike him even when he was on the ground, reportedly knocked out. And the guy was kicked or hit or whatever, a combination of at least seven to eight times, according to reports, while on the ground, potentially unconscious. Um, there's there's a, a picture of the dude all ripped up. Broken occipital bone. Um, and obviously he was unconscious when being beat. Who knows what kind of trauma that did. This is not good. This is not good. Some are going to say slap on the wrist. He's Alvin Kamara. The NFL wants to, wants to make money. And he makes money. He sells t Like, guys, we live in a very different world, whether it's good or bad. I'm not saying the NFL has evolved in all kinds of amazing ways all over the place. I'm not even trying to use the word evolved here. But the NFL today is different from the NFL four years ago or when when the Ray Rice situation happened or when the Joe Mixon situation happened. It's very different from year to year. The spotlight gets bigger. Cancel culture is bigger. Um, the social media widespread news reports are bigger. Things go viral like that. It's crazier now than it ever has been in sponsorships are what it's all about. Advertisers, dollars are what it's all about. Camara makes less money for the NFL than the sponsorship that may threaten to leave if they let Camara play football. So people need to understand, it's not just as simple as looking at the past and saying Camara's going to play because of this happened four years ago, or two years ago, or even one year ago. This is a different day and age that we live in. And it's only going to get more amplified. When you do something wrong, it's amplified. This is not good. This is not good. I know it was uh, another dude, and it wasn't like he was striking a female, which the Ray Rice situation was, which the uh, Kareem Hunt situation was, which the Joe Mixon situation was. And I guarantee you, if the Joe Mixon situation happened in today's social media and cancel culture world, he wouldn't enter the NFL. One team gave Joe Mixon a shot, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, Every other team wrote him off their board, and this was back when this wasn't there wasn't as big of a spotlight or repercussion or uh, continuation of the content because social media wasn't as big of a deal back then. Things didn't go viral the same way they go now. Now it's instantly. Something like this post, it would take days back then for it to kind of catch wave and need to have a hashtag. Like now, there are so many people 
that will self-report. Self-reporters out there, people claiming they're the, the, the newest analyst out there. There's tons of them. There's millions of them. People will self-report an incident like this immediately, and it just goes viral. Just, just viral on its own now. It doesn't need somebody to trigger it. This is a different day and age. Different day and age. If Joe Mixon's situation happened, and if you don't know that situation, he literally went into a, it was like a, it looked like a food court or something, and just walked up and leveled uh, a female. And it was the worst, it was way worse than this situation. This situation's bad. This dude could have died. Like, th this could have been worse than any of the other situations. This situation's bad. I'm not trying to make light of that at all. But the Joe Mixon situation was worse. If that happened in today's social media age, he would he would never get a shot in the NFL. One team gave him a shot. People passed at him. One team, the Bengals said, we'll take a chance on him. We'll give him a second chance. That happened. This dude, this dude was beaten by multiple people. Alvin Kamara's entourage and him. And it wasn't like Alvin Kamara sat back and this is his responsibility though because his dudes did it. No, he was involved. He was involved in literally a three-on-one beatdown from what I gather, the guy didn't even throw a punch or maybe he tried when he was getting hit. We don't know all of the details. We don't have the footage sitting in front of us. But it sounds like dude shoved hand off, get your hands off me, gets jumped by three dudes, unconscious, getting kicked and hit seven to eight to ten times while on the ground, unconscious, which is dangerous. They don't let this happen in MMA fights, let alone allow it to happen in everyday situations. This guy goes and plays the Pro Bowl. He gets picked up later that day, arrested. And a lot of people say he's going to settle blah blah this is in the police's hands at this point the police don't just reel it back because someone says yeah you know what i'm gonna settle with them in court that's not how it works a crime was committed the police don't look the other way they have evidence you know what gets settled people that people don't understand these situations they just start talking about them like he's gonna settle smitty this ain't gonna go you can't settle this right now it's beyond that point. The police have evidence in their hand that a crime was committed. You can't just settle. You can't. When a crime is committed and there's evidence, the police won't let go of it. It gets prosecuted. You get prosecuted. It doesn't matter if the individual wants to prosecute or not at this point. It's not, go, it's not like a, a he said, she said type situation where the person drops the charges and the evidence and the, the ability to even go after the person goes away. The police are stepping in and the police will take action. Similar to the Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson situation, that one also could get a, get a, a, a mind of its own in terms of being a criminal situation um, if the, the civil stuff, let's say the civil stuff went away, but there was still hardcore evidence the police could still pursue it from a criminal perspective if there was hardcore evidence. They wouldn't let it go away because the people wanted to let it go away. The reason why the criminal investigation in Deshaun Watson's case will go away if the civil side goes away is because it's the only evidence there is. If there's video footage floating around out there of Deshaun Watson, it doesn't matter what the witnesses or the affidavits, what happens with all these 20 people, the police would take it into their own hands. People need to understand that. You can't settle out of this. You can't settle. Like, it was funny the other night when somebody said it. <laughs> I, I about lost it. I was laughing for like 20 minutes after the show. Who was that, by the way? By the way, 
that said that. That guy, that guy gave me some laughs for days. I appreciate him. Where's he at? This guy goes, Smitty, I think he's going to settle. And I just started laughing and, and, and chuckling. You can't settle. That's not how it works. Kamara's in trouble. Kamara's probably done for half of a year to a year minimum. We need, I think he settles shirts. I think we do. <laughs> that would be good. I think he settles. I'm doing it. I'm making it. Next, next show, I hope to be wearing it. <laughs> I love. Where is that guy? He brought me so much joy. At a time where I'm reporting negativity. And this guy comes in and makes me laugh like I haven't laughed in a while. Where is this dude? Who was it? Does anybody remember who it was? Did he take offense to me laughing? I don't want him to take offense. I want him back. Where is this man that makes me chuckle so? I need him in my life. (laughs) I think he'll settle. (laughs) Oh, Kamara's done for half of a year to a year. Like, that's minimum, guys. That's minimum. You know, that's that's the NFL in a spotlight situation right now that they don't need, don't want, and they need to nip in the bud right away. The NFL can't afford another scandal in the middle of all the other scandals they got going on. This gets handled now. This gets handled now. Yeah, Henry Ruggs couldn't settle. Good, it's a good example, Blake. Henry Ruggs couldn't settle if the the if the if like in there's the victim. You can't, you know, he. This was unfortunate. Somebody passed away in that situation. But like, let's say they didn't pass away, they can't just say I'm going to drop all the charges. There's footage of this man speeding at over 100 miles an hour. Like you can't. There's certain things you can't take back like that. So prepare for Alvin Kamara to be out the year. Um, best case scenario, I think he could play half of a season if something emerges where there's there's the footage gets released and the footage actually shows a little bit more support for the Camara side like the guy tried to threaten him beforehand before the hand got played you know what I mean like there could be something that helps the situation but I doubt it because Camara's already given his account the footage has already been reviewed and the police report doesn't say anything new that suggests that he's gonna this thing's gonna flip the table can't really flip at this point, in my opinion, because we have too much information and not nothing good for the Camara side. Camara came out with his side of the story that said, hey, uh, this guy threatened us. We didn't want him in the elevator because he felt like a threat. And when he decided to force himself in, we all felt threatened. So we jumped him. That was like Camara's account. And Camara admits hitting him. And then Camara said something to the effect of the reason I kept trying to hit him was because he was trying to run away. <laughs> you, you. You're admitting that you're trying to hit somebody that's trying to flee. That's that's even worse for his situation. I don't know who advised him to give that little number, uh, but but Camara Camara's story doesn't explain it because guess what? The police confirmed the video footage doesn't back up Camara's story. They said the video footage backs up the victim's story, and that's where this thing potentially goes completely downhill for Camara. And, and the NFL ain't going to put up with it. I'm just telling you that right now. Doesn't matter. Cream Hunt, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Ray Rice, those examples are, are irrelevant in a lot of ways. This is a different thing, different situation. Um, so Kamara, expect to be without him. Um, Kyler Murray, very, very tough uh, situation for me because this, is, this hits home. Uh, I'm in Arizona. I'm a Cardinal fan, obviously. And Kyler Murray has scrubbed... His social media platforms from everything Arizona Cardinal related. And this is horrible for me. This is horrible for me. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know if Alvin Kamara 
is coming, or Alvin Kamara. I don't know if Kyler Murray is coming back to be an Arizona Cardinal. I don't know if he's trying to go play baseball. I don't know what he's thinking right now. My hope is that we do trade him, but we solve the problem. I don't want to trade Kyler. Kyler is a problem. Kyler is a very big risk of, of the team falling apart by midseason. I, I admit that. I, I, I admit that. Kyler can be a top five to six fantasy quarterback, plain and simple. Like that that's fantasy. This is one of the rare situations where fantasy sometimes doesn't parallel reality when you start ranking quarterbacks. Like usually it's like Josh Allen, number one quarterback in the NFL, number one fantasy quarterback in the NFL. Pat Mahomes, number one, number two, number one quarterback, number two, number one in fantasy. Joe Burrow climbing the ranks of being considered one of the top three or four, top five, top two to three to us, but top five quarterbacks in the NFL from an NFL perspective. He is a top five fantasy quarterback. Same thing can be said about Herbert. He's a top four to five mind at the quarterback position as a signal caller, as a gunslinger. And in fantasy, he's a top five. Kyler's top five to six in fantasy, probably not top 10 in NFL quarterbacks, maybe not top 15. That is a very big discrepancy, and it puts me in a bind because I got to talk about Kyler from a news perspective as an NFL quarterback and a fantasy quarterback. Kyler Murray is not a top 10 NFL quarterback. Kyler Murray can be a top six dynasty quarterback if he's on the field playing, if he can run the football, if if he's able to scramble and stay healthy for, for a whole season. Now, injury is a concern. Kyler could get hurt. He runs a lot. Without Hopkins, he falls apart. Hopkins should be back and healthy in 2022. So if the Cardinals are stuck with Kyler Murray, I will have some hope. I will. And the Cardinals played out of their minds for half of a year. We were the best team in the in the National Football League and, of course, the NFC um, for half of a season. But then what? Defensive injuries. Hopkins got banged up. Connor even got banged up for a string of games. We lost our biggest assets that made this team the number one team in the NFL. There is potential here. Everybody's calling for Kingsbury's head. And I understand why. And part of me is too. Part of me is very upset about how Kingsbury can handle certain situations. His play calling, the way he utilizes talent, the way he doesn't utilize talent. How much he didn't use Rondell Moore when Rondell Moore is one of the most explosive young and up-and-coming wide receivers in the NFL. And he's wasting him away. And, and these players have a short window of time to develop. And maybe Rondell Moore never becomes the player he could have been or can be because Kingsbury's not utilizing him. Those things frustrate me. I, I admit it. I feel like if you took Kingsbury off the squad... I'd be okay with it. I'd move on pretty quickly. I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep. Do I think I would prematurely remove him from the equation? It, of course, depends on who you're telling me you're going to replace him with. If you give me an option that I love, I'd probably take it. Like, if you give me, you know, McDaniel from San Francisco, if he didn't go to the Miami Dolphins, the more I look at this guy, the more I like him a lot, the more I realize he's a quiet genius working in the shadows of that Niner organization, a big reason why uh, the Niners had a lot of success for many years. He's an X's and O's guy, very smart dude. You give me him, I take the chance on him for uh, you know a fresh start and at the risk of dismantling what did work for half of a year last year, I would take that chance like that. If you're talking about bringing in some kind of head coach that I don't even like or feel really good about over Kingsbury, who's got the system going and it did have success last year for to the tune of being undefeated more than any other 
longer than any other team in the NFL, I feel like I'd give him more of a shot, right? One more chance to, to prove it. Now, I, I, he is tied. He is tied to Kyler Murray. So Kingsbury's being judged for Kyler. And is it fair to say, well, that's his fault. He can make a change. It's hard to get a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. Let's be honest. There is opportunity, though, right now, right here, this moment, to get a quarterback that is better than Kyler Murray. But that opportunity doesn't just pop up during midseason. It doesn't pop up every year. It wasn't really an issue last year where you could just go replace Kyler Murray. Deshaun Watson was completely not on the table because the Houston Texans refused to trade him. Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to get traded. The Niners picked up the phone on draft day, NFL draft day, and inquired about Aaron Rodgers, and they said, we're not trading him. There was no opportunity for for the Cardinals to upgrade Kyler Murray. He's still a really good quarterback. He may not get us to where we need to go. He may not be able to win the huge, big games. He may be too short to ever be an elite quarterback from an NFL perspective. Those things are worrisome to me. But but what do you how much do you blame Kingsbury when he has what he has? He's doing what he's doing. He leads his team to an undefeated record. Uh they're the best team in football for half of a year and then they got hit with massive injuries that would have wiped out any team's hopes in uh, dreams of 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 being a a deep playoff uh, uh winning team. Like let's let's be real, okay? So if this man gets a Watson if this man gets a, a Russell Wilson, if this man gets an Aaron Rodgers, I will completely be on board of removing Kingsbury from the equation if he can't do it with one of those quarterbacks. If he can pull off a trade and bring one of those QBs in, I've got more hope for him too because he, he made a big deal, he made a ballsy decision, and he helped orchestrate something that could turn this franchise around and give the Arizona Cardinals a potential Super Bowl uh, a chance because I believe that the Cardinals, if they get this quarterback, we are one move away. We are a, an elite quarterback away from being a top, top three team in the NFC. We already showed we could be that good when we were on point, when people were healthy, when Kyler was playing well, when Kingsbury was getting this offense moving in the right direction. We were a top three team. We were the number one team in the NFC. We proved we can be there. We are literally just one quarterback move away. And it's not even the biggest bump in the world. Like, Kyler to A-Rod, the Packers will do that. If the Cardinals are, Cardinals are willing to do it, even if we had to give up more because A-Rod's older, uh, more experienced, he's ready to roll, even if we had to give up more, I would do it. I mean, I mean we should be able to do it straight up because you're giving a guy, you're giving a team a young quarterback that's, that's still in his mid-20s. You know, he's got a lot of time left. You can develop him. Andrew, or uh, Jordan Love is not it. Jordan Love is not it. And and the Packers are going to lose Rodgers outright. Now, the, it comes down to to, to a, a, a bidding war. Will somebody give them two or three first-round picks? They'd probably rather have that than Kyler. They're in rebuild mode. But you give, think about this for a second. As much as we want to say Packers are done, garbage, five, six, seven wins maybe next year at a, at a, at, at, at most? If they don't have Aaron Rodgers, picture the Green Bay Packers with Kyler. Maybe they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Maybe they encounter the same problems Arizona encounters where they have a good year and then they just kind of fall apart. Like that could happen. But picture this team, Kyler Murray, you got Aaron Jones and Dylan. You got that thing going on. You got Adams tagged. You got MVS. You got a good defense. You got, 
you got a pretty darn good team. You have literally a top five to six team in the NFC, regardless of whether it can get over the hump and beat the three NFC West teams in the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Niners. I don't think the Packers could beat either team if the Cardinals had a quarterback and Kyler Murray was in Green Bay. But it would make this team, the Green Bay Packers, still a top five, six, seven team in the NFC. It's a move to make if you're a Green Bay owner. If you're the Green Bay owner, you need to consider this. Or the Green Bay decision maker, sorry. The, the fans own the team. Um, but I believe, I believe there's a real good shot Aaron, Aaron Rodgers could either go to Denver I think Pittsburgh's still on the table, but I think the Cardinals might have even jumped ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of a potential landing spot because of the ability to offer this team a quarterback in conjunction with the draft pick. We can give a first-rounder and Kyler Murray for Aaron Rodgers. What What other team can do that? What other team besides the Niners, who I don't think, who I don't think, who I don't think will give up Trey Lance and a first. They don't. First of all, they don't have a first rounder in 2022, so maybe the offer would be less attractive as well. But what team? What team? What team can give up Kyler and a first rounder? The the Packers will lose Aaron Rodgers outright and get nothing if he decides to walk away, which I fully believe Aaron Rodgers is capable of doing. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play in Green Bay again. Could that change? It certainly could, but as of this moment, I see no evidence. I see zero evidence. I see a a home being bought in another state, which you could say he just bought it for just have another home, another place he'd go two or three times a year. We don't know if there's family ties for his his fiance, or I don't know if he's actually married yet, Um, if her family lives nearby. Has anybody looked into that before they start spouting off Tennessee? as the the landing spot like there's a lot of reasons a person might buy a second or third or fourth or fifth home like Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean he's going to Tennessee and in Tennessee I don't think is interested and I don't I mean maybe they they would they would definitely listen but I don't think Tennessee I think Tennessee feels that they're I believe they feel that they're still a team that can win with the way they're built right now and they were the number one seed in football so they do need to get a little bit of respect even though we all know Tannehill isn't going to be able to close the deal feels a lot like Kyler Kyler's way better from a fantasy perspective of course Tannehill no one starts or even owns Tannehill right but Tannehill and Kyler are similar in that NFL wise they're not teams they're not quarterbacks they're going to win their team a championship you know and and I, I believe that the Arizona Cardinals have a shot to being the best team in the NFC. To go face one of the big four quarterbacks that are going to every single year for the next 10 to 15 years be in the NFL Super Bowl. And that is Mahomey. That is Josh Allen. That is Joseph Cool Burrow. And that is Herbert. These four quarterbacks are going to just say, who wants next? Shotgun 2023 Super Bowl. Shotgun 2024 Super Bowl. Herbie says shotgun 2025. They're just going to rotate, taking turns. Who's going to walk into the big dance? Who's playing Who's playing in the NFL Super Bowl against the NFC teams? And there's going to be as of right now, which can change. You know, teams evolve. This, the coaching movements, this is all evolving. Walking into 2022, it's literally the Rams... The Niners and potentially the Cardinals pending 
what's happening with this quarterback situation. Even with Kyler, we will be in the mix for a 3-4 to four overall NFC team. Overall, not just NFC West. We will literally, in the NFC West, Kyler or not, assuming Kyler doesn't walk away and play baseball and we have no quarterback, and we better not get Jimmy G. There's no way they would interdivision trade him to us, but like, let's say he got cut because he didn't like the, the, the trading partners, and then he comes to Arizona. I would be living in turmoil. And, and I would be so upset until that that era end. Please, don't do it. It's Russell Wilson. It's Watson. It's the, it's uh it's 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 Aaron Rodgers. Maybe even T- Tyler Huntley. Like honestly, if you ask me right now, Smitty, I could give you a significant player that makes a difference for this Arizona Cardinal team, and you could bring in Tyler Huntley as the quarterback. I'd do it. I'd do it. I know some of you think that's crazy. But I, I know Kyler's not taking us to an NFL Super Bowl. I, I just know it. I know it. I, could, could we be every year a top three or four NFC team total? Not just NFC West. Could we be a top three or four NFC team every single year, but then fall short and fall apart? Suns and four. We're used to it in Arizona. Suns and four. Look amazing. Best team in the league. Fall apart. Cardinals undefeated best team in the league god arizona's being blessed with sports we got the suns in four tearing it up and then they fall apart okay that's okay they fell apart but they did good they're gonna come back strong we love them cardinals undefeated best team in football fall apart cardinals in 10 (laughs) and they remain cardinals in 10 for a long time a long time kyler's not it we need to get Watson. I realize the risk with Watson. No one no one talks about the risk with Watson more than me. Most people blindly say, Watson will play. He'll play. Like, they don't look into the situation. <laughs> we break it down here at the Fantasy Football Show. And there's a lot standing in the way of Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of risk involved. But guess what? Guess what? I don't care. Because, not that I don't care about the situation, but I don't care that there's risk that he gets taken off the board and he can't play for us because... As of right now, it's not criminal. It could definitely turn into... I want people to understand that. It could it could turn into criminal. And then he'd be put on the exempt list immediately. Immediately. It would, if, if a criminal investigation opened up, which still could happen, Watson would be removed and put on the commissioner exempt list immediately. Right now it's civil. Right now he can play. Right now it's the Houston Texans standing in his way, not the NFL. Although we don't know what kind of pressure is under the table. Roger Goodell saying... Put him on the, uh, deactivate him, don't play him, or else, you know. We don't know. We don't know the NFL. Does anybody believe the NFL is not capable of that? Does anybody at this point believe that Roger Goodell is not capable of saying, hey, Houston, you better take care of this and and deactivate him or or else? Does anybody really believe Goodell is not capable of that? Even though the exemplist option is not on the table, does anybody feel like Roger Goodell and the NFL is not capable of that? Let's be real, Okay. But Watson right now still feels like a better dice roll than Kyler. Watson is literally a foot, maybe, a, I can't guarantee this. I can't, I have no evidence for this, but Watson might be, Watson might be, where's my tape measure? There's a foot, this is a foot right here. Watson might be 20 inches taller than Kyler Murray. Not confirmed, not confirmed, but we're talking, oh, sorry, we're talking about, about that much. <laughs> not really, but it feels like it. 
It feels like if 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 Deshaun Watson six foot one, what what is he? Six foot one, six foot two. Kyler Murray's got to be really five one. He's got to be. This is a pint sized man. They can't see over the line of scrimmage. That's why he rolls out of the pocket. That's why he looks like oh I'm an elusive guy. You know when you're little, you develop tendencies for stuff like I was little my entire life until I got older. Now I'm six two. I was literally five foot my freshman year in high school. I was five foot one my sophomore year in high school. I was five foot four my beginning of my junior year in high school. I grew to like five, seven, or eight by the end of my junior year. I started senior year at like five ten, almost six foot. I went to college and grew from six foot and a half, six foot one to like six two, six two and a half in college. I was little for the majority of my young life. And let me tell you something. I became a little whippersnapper. I did, I developed little things that helped me through life because as a little dude, I got picked on it as a freshman and sophomore because I needed to have a quick mouth. I became the funny guy. I became the guy that walk up to a big dude, say something sharp, say something funny. And I think Kyler, in a very similar way, Kyler Murray's had to develop these tendencies and skill sets that everybody thinks amazing. Like rolling outside the pocket, running for 50 yards and a touchdown in a game. But he does it because he can't do the other things. He's too short. Kyler Murray's trying to be funny, essentially using my analogy, by rolling outside the pocket because no one can take him seriously inside the pocket. Kyler Murray has limitations, and I hope that Deshaun Watson steps in and takes over. Deshaun Watson... Aaron Rodgers, who I haven't spent a lot of time on. Aaron Rodgers, I, I think he walks away or he goes somewhere. The question is, what team is going to offer the Packers the most? Will Aaron Rodgers view the Cardinals' destination as a good enough location to let happen? Or will he want to hang it up? I believe. I believe. Yeah, we got we got a discrepancy here. Kenny says maybe 4'10". Sandu says, no, he's 5'8". We got a little bit of a fight going on here. <laughs> Kyler's little. He's little on that field. That's that's all she wrote. Um, mock draft. We may mock draft today. We may not. We might, we might not actually have time. Um, so I know you guys are going to be disappointed in that. But uh, we will mock draft. Maybe I'll mock draft tonight. Okay. So maybe I'll mock draft tonight. We're gonna to go to voicemails now, um, and and uh, let me see. Let me change this to voicemails. I'm sorry about the mocking. I know you guys wanted to mock. I apologize, uh, but we will maybe do that tonight. So hang tight. Let's get to the voicemails, um, and you guys have loaded them up. So Jim. There we go. Retirement decision. Hey, Smitty. Today on the Let's Go podcast, Brady definitely talked about his retirement decision and definitely mentioned that, you know, never say never and that, you know, he would take it a day at a time and reevaluate as the months come along. So it seems like he's really itching to come back. So what do you think? Do you think Tom Brady makes a return in 2022? Um, here's my thinking on Brady. Brady's got a, a tough, a tough decision on his hands because Number one, timing is going to be everything for him. Not only 
is coming back going to be tough like to orchestrate because teams move on you know like the bucks are going to move on they're going to start planning about about life without brady if he comes back i think it's in a trade i think he comes back and, and if you think about it like what's what's the bucks in, you know what's the bucks advantage in this if if he comes back well they get something you know so so they, brady says hey i've retired you have nothing you kind of owe me i brought you a super bowl like you kind of owe me and they do. Like Brady, if he wants to come back and get traded to a destination of choice like San Francisco, his boyhood dream, he will get that. He will get that because he deserves it. He's given this game a lot. And the Bucks are in rebuild mode and they need stuff. So they'll get stuff. And so it's kind of a win-win and it's kind of one of those like forced trades where Brady says, hey, I'm coming back and I want to play football for the Niners for one year. I want to come back and play football for... Cardinals just saying Tom good weather Kurt Warner played here Emmett Smith played here Adrian Peterson came to play football here Hopkins is currently here you love Hopkins let me introduce you to Hopkins Rondell Moore you love this little guy running around uh you've got uh Connor James Connor and a good defense we got a defense bro we got a defense you give us Tom Brady our defense gets better like that Tom come over we we would take you we would take you. Tom Brady wants to play for San Francisco. He always has. He's a little bit bent out of shape because of the whole Kyle Shanahan, Tom Brady, and, and Jimmy G are pretty close in value. I think Jimmy G is only marginally better than Tom Brady. What a what a statement there. That's That didn't age well. But um, so he, he may still want to. He may be bitter about it. He may be like, look, I'm told by my family that, that I'm done. But here's the thing. This man did not want to retire like a week before the, 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 that, that, that devastating loss in the divisional round. He didn't want to retire. So you're telling what is you know what happened? What transpired? Well, a game happened. A game where he lost. He's lost AB. He's lost Godwin. Godwin's going to go elsewhere in 2022. The team's kind of falling apart. He got depressed about it. Whatever. That happens. You you lose a brutal loss. You get a little down about the situation. I'm not saying he's depressed in general, but I'm saying that got him down about football. He was not in that place before the game. One game did this to him. You know, and then some pressure from family, I'm sure, which is, is warranted, and they deserve to have their voices heard, and and, you know, uh, someone should do something like this for family at some point in their career. But Tom Brady's known one thing. It'll be very, very easy for him to be like, I don't like sitting around. I thought I would. I want to go back for one more year. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like that's in a, it's inevitable to be something that he wants. The question will be, are all the spots he wants to go to too far, too far along in their process of 2022? For him to really come back. You know what I mean? Like if Trey Lance is firing on all cylinders. This team is looking great. He's commanding everything. He's everything you ever dreamed he'd be. Which I truly believe will be the case with Trey Lance. It'll be hard for the Niners to be like. Okay we're going to pause this. Bring Brady in. I think they they probably would. But it would be hard to imagine. At a, at a far a far distance deep into the process. You know what I mean? It'd have to be something relatively sooner than later. You know what I mean? So, 
is Trey going to be embedded into the plans and like we're we're at a point of no return like in the next month or two? Probably not. So if there's a, an option for Brady to come back, it just can't be in August or September. You know what I mean? He can't come back in August or September unless there's an injury. And that's where it's going to be interesting. So let me let me give you my prediction. And I hope it's not Trey. I hope it's not Trey. But injury will open the door, I think, to a potential Brady return. And I don't know what situation it will be, but injury might open the door for a potential Brady return if it doesn't happen with the next month or two. You know, on his own, hey, I want to go to San Francisco and lead this team to a Super Bowl. It's my boyhood dream. Do it with another team. Yet yet yetting yet cementing in my goatness. Um that could happen. In the next month or two, a real natural I want to come back, force a team to, to be like, we gotta take him. We gotta take him. But if it happens late, it's gonna be an injury that opens the door. Um Alfred with a super chat. Uh, who else dropped a super chat? I saw that. I'm sorry. Spacula dropping a super chat. Spac, you still here, pal? I'm sorry about that. Camara's in the uh he'll punch you in the throat. Um, I I don't know I don't know that Kamara's getting out of this boy boys I just don't think it's gonna happen. Trey Kyler, Damian Harris, Stevenson for Lance twenty twenty three first, and Terrence Marshall. My other QB is Herbert. I got a I got five twenty twenty three firsts already. Um, Trey Kyler, is this a super flex, bro? Super, this is a super chat, not a super flex. <laughs> I saw super and I was like, all right, Trey Kyler. Damian Harris Stevenson for Lance 2023 first. I'm gonna assume it's a super flex. If it's not, you still got you're still moving players um, that are in the same position. I like Damian Harris a lot. I like Stevenson a lot, but I don't know how comfortable I feel about their futures in Dynasty. And if they're not like knocking down your door of your running back one and running back two right now, what's up, Wesley? I don't know that I, I hold on to them in hopes of, like, breaching my lineup. You know what I mean? So, give me give me the give me the Lance in 2023 first rounder, even if it's a 1QB league because you're in the same spot. You're trading, you know, you're, you're essentially your backup quarterback because Herbert's your starter for another backup quarterback that maybe gives you more trade value down the road because Lance will be exciting to trade away. If it's super flex, I still do it. I especially do it, but um, all right. So Lang, uh, Lang is up next. Smitty, it's kind of fantasy related. Um, as far as Jaguars as a team go, I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. That's the team I support. But um, how much do you see Doug Peterson helping this team and seeing like Trevor Lawrence and Etienne jump this year? Obviously, we haven't seen Etienne play, but do you think he's going to come to form to like maybe an Alvin Kamara ceiling? I know it's funny with him going on and everything, but that's who I compare him to because he's kind of a receiving back. But just let me know. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about Doug Peterson. Like, like here's the thing, like Doug Peterson, um, he was he was booted out of Philly because the owner hated him, um, or they didn't get along. Um, Peterson, I feel like he's walking into uh, a pretty bad situation. I think Lawrence is a good quarterback. I think this is a tough spot to win in right now. I think Peterson may or may not be what this team needs. Um, I'm not feeling like this is going to get resolved with Doug Peterson. I'm not a huge Doug Peterson 
guy. I kind of have doubted and been down on his the way he uses his talent and the way he doesn't commit to certain players. So if anything, it worries me a little bit about ETN. I do believe ETN is the answer. I do believe ETN has the ability. I believe ETN is the guy to trust over like JK when you, you start looking at very similar injured running backs like JK and ETN and they're both falling very far in drafts and they're, they're potential secret weapon running back two options if you wanted to go very lightweight running back two and then surprise people with your approach. Um, JK's coming back from an ACL tear. So JK's a lot more of a risk to not do anything in 2022 in my opinion. Um, there's a lot more to avoid there. He's very injury prone as it is. So my guess is that J.K. Dobbins will get hurt um, if he doesn't come back fully prepared and ready, which is often the case with an ACL tear. Oftentimes that first year back, you suffer other injuries because it's very much like a car. When you tear your ACL, it's like everything's off. It's not aligned. It's like a car that's not in good alignment. You keep going down a certain road over and over without that alignment being there and you're going full go and you're being asked to jump on an NFL NFL field and play NFL football and take the abuse that you're 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 recovering knee because it's still recovering nobody's 100% walking into year one they're literally not 100% for the entire year on top of that they have swelling and all that that they've got to endure and you're rushing an ACL return. That first year coming back, you're trying your best to come back and, and avoid just tearing it again or causing other problems. You compensate. I'm staying away from JK. Um, ETN I like a lot more, but Doug Peterson doesn't. Make, I would have liked to see somebody else land there. I think it's, it's potentially a couple years away before this offense is elite. And, and capable of being elite, I guess, under the command of, of, of Lawrence. But it's got upside. Like, they acquire a big-name wide receiver, like Devontae Adams or something crazy, then I'm going to change my tune really quick because I think Trevor Lawrence needs that. But I, I like him at the right price. I like ETN at the, at the right price. Hey, Smitty, I know you're lower on Lamar this year, but what's your line in the sand where you just can't pass on that talent? Um, Lamar, I'd probably say my line in the sand on Lamar, it's going to be, let's, let's go to the board for it. I, I think, or let me just pull up rankings and I can, I can spitball it for you. But like looking at my sleeperu.com rankings, which you can find right there at sleeperu.com, learn about it, get some, get your rankings on, um, I think I'm going to probably say this. You got Josh Josh Allen. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Joe Burrow. You got Herbert. You got guys like Kyler. Like I said, from a fantasy perspective, still elite. You got Trey Lance, in my view, is going to be better than Lamar in year in year two, like this year. You've got Aaron Rodgers that most likely is playing in Denver or Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or Washington or San Francisco, or a place like that. I, I, I love Aaron Rodgers pretty much in every destination I can think of. And even if I'm 100% wrong about him leaving Green Bay, let's say he, and I don't, I don't think I am, but let's say something changes. Like, you know, his 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 lady says, I, I want to stay in Green Bay. <laughs> like, and he's like, okay, let's, let's, let me change directions. And whatever reason, he wants to stay in Green Bay. 
then he's still a better option. He's still in a great spot. So Aaron Rodgers can't really go to a bad location. So you got Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Kyler from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers. Then you're in that, that area where all the quarterbacks feel very, very similar and close. You got Lamar. You've got, so Lamar, like eight ish, eight, eight, eight to nine. And that, and that seems late. And I know that a lot of people are going to like that value and that's fine. And I think it's acceptable. There's no crazy huge risk there, but I'm not taking him above Trey. I'm not taking him above Aaron Rodgers. I'm not taking him alongside of Herbert and Burrow, where I think a lot of people will, people will take him around top four to five overall for all quarterbacks. And he's such a he's such a guy that people want to I don't know get behind and say the doubt's crazy and he's not an injury risk even though he runs 150 plus times a season even though he's a bad court like he's not a he's not a bad quarterback he's a mediocre quarterback he's a mediocre quarterback he's an an elite runner and that makes him fantasy valuable I get it but at what point does the running not work? At what point does the running get him hurt? At what point is he as efficient running the ball? Because someday he won't be. I don't want to be left holding the bag the minute that his running's not going for him. And then you're relying on on the quarterback play. Uh, give me give me seven other quarterbacks before him. And then I start entertaining him at what I would consider a low a low value. So that that's where I wouldn't go near Lamar in the fourth or fifth round. Not, no, no chance at all. Burrow and Herbert are there. He's rounds beyond Burrow and Herbert, so at least two rounds. Hey, Smitty. If Joe Mixon has a good game in the Super Bowl, how much would his value go up in 2022? So this question I think I already answered on the last show. This is an old one, but it's a good question, and I don't mind answering it again. Um, I think for redraft perspective, I still love Joe Mixon this year, but I'm not, like, super crazy high on him for dynasty so like after this year i'm gonna take it one year at a time i admit i was a little hard on mixing walking walking into this year but he had been disappointing year after year and been facing eight man front after eight man front we knew this was the one opportunity where mixing could have that finally that breakout season um he was still risky but he obviously paid off he obviously didn't he was more upside than risk in the end and I think he walks into this year one more year feeling very solid and confident um, as a top. Like, I don't know. You could even put him at 10, 11, 12. I don't think I'd take him at 5, 6, 7. Like, no. But, like, a turn the turn pick, like the 12, 13, like, I could get behind Mixon and Tyreek Hill. I could get behind if you should be so lucky to get, you know, uh a Jefferson or a Jamar Chase there, which I don't think he will in our communities. We're taking Jamar Chase at like four and people are laughing at us and we don't care and people can do whatever they want and we'll do whatever we want. Jamar Chase is three or four overall worthy and redraft at me. All you want. I don't care. Jefferson's three, four, five overall worthy and redraft at me. All you want. Cooper Cup is top five, six in redraft. At me if you prefer. I don't care. And in Dynasty, maybe Cup falls a little bit, but Jamar Chase is locked into my three or four. That depends on Javante. It's JT, Harris, 
and maybe Javante, if his situation clears up, he locks into three or four. But Jamar Chase is in my top four overall across any format you look at. I don't care. And I'm taking him. I'm, I'm no longer toying around. I'm not messing around anymore. I'm not taking the chance that one of you are in my draft and going to grab him at four or five. I'm going to do it. I'm not even trading down. I'm not getting cute. In redraft now, I officially... Smitty approve. Smitty approve. Everybody drafting Jamar Chase. Redraft Dynasty doesn't matter. Superflex is different. Redraft Dynasty, Jamar Chase is top four. And don't be afraid to spend the draft capital on him. Jamar Chase. You've just been Smitty approved. Absolutely love this man. Known as Jamar about to chase you, Jamar Chase. Can't can't believe people are still doubting this three and four overall value. It's crazy. It's crazy. It kind of feels like people that doubted our boy Joe Burrow, if you know what I mean. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. People always doubt Joe Burrow, but not, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Uh, let me go to the voice messages and see if I can take care of anybody that DM me outside of our chat group. Appreciate the, the messages you guys left. You guys are the real ones. You guys are my people. And uh, you guys make the show. So appreciate every one of you. Um, let's see here. I don't know. Adam. You have to protect Burrow, Adam. Adam, are you not in the 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 chat group? I'll uh I'll add you to it, okay? Thank you, Adam. Um I think that's all the this is why I added the chat group is because Instagram is crazy when I try and refresh my my uh messages and then it doesn't doesn't show me the new ones but that's it wrap up the show it's time to wrap up the show where's my where's my closing thing here speed That's not it. That's from a former show. I don't know. I'll just leave the screen the way it is. Chase until he gives you one reception for three yards, says Swaggy. What? What? What does that mean? What does that mean? You think I'm going to stray away from my Jamar Chase love because of, of one yard in the Super Bowl? He settles. Yeah. <laughs> I got to make that shirt. I think he settles. I want to make that shirt. <laughs> it's going to be a good shirt. Um, I don't think it's late. I have him behind Lance Stafford, Dak, Wilson, Rogers, Watson, Hurt, Hurt, uh, Hurts. I think you're talking about um, Lamar. Trey Lance is the guy next year and should do better than Lamar. Agreed. You guys know my opinion on Trey Lance. Didn't Robinson have an Achilles 
I like ETN. I do like, yeah, he did have an Achilles tear. And I do like ETN. I, I said that. I like ETN and I, I like his value. I think he goes at a pretty good value. I'm just saying between JK and ETN, I like ETN more. Um, ETN's very talented. Very, very talented. I think Doug Peterson could utilize him properly, but he could also utilize multiple backs. Doug Peterson does this running back by committee BS, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hot, hot, Hondo, Hado, Hado Prime, Hado. You know what I'm saying, Prime? Um, he's got a, a history of running back by committee, bro. Approach. So it, it's got to be worrisome. I'm not saying that Robinson's the answer, but I'm saying that Doug Peterson does tend to run and roll with a running back by committee. So it's it just has some concern. I don't like the fit, Peterson, in. Jacksonville I just don't like it oh we do have this to go over here so this is the coaching uh this is good for the next three minutes we'll talk about this Matt Eberflus for the Bears is a pretty pretty good signing he's a DC um you gotta like ask yourself okay is this the right move to bring in a DC when you want to develop this guy Trey Lance but we have examples some of the best examples in in uh, Bill Belichick and and, and other other Harbaugh, other other tons of examples of DCs being really Tomlin DCs being really good head coaches because they can get the defense on point, and then the Bears need that, and then you bring in the right offensive mind. But where it can go awfully off tracks, just god awful. It could get so bad as if you bring in the wrong OC. Doesn't matter what you do, so you run a big risk of trusting your OC as much as you trust yourself as the coach and defensive, you know, defensive mind. So Matt Eberflus might, um, uh, he brought in, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? The Bears brought in, I'm blanking out on his name, uh, Getsy. And he seems like he could be a good fit as this OC. I'm not, I'm not uh, opposed to thinking he can bring the most out of, out of fields. Um, he seems to know a lot. He's, this guy's out of Green Bay. Uh, you know, good place to pluck somebody. This guy seems really good with footwork and uh, very, very, very detail oriented. Oriented. So, um, I think this will be a pr pretty good uh, situation here. Nathaniel Hackett to the Denver Broncos, um, also from Green Bay, and I think this is a really good situation for the Broncos to to reel in a Rod, like we've said over and over and over. Um, but I, I like Hackett. He's well respected. His team, his team teammates loved him. So that's a good move. Uh, Brian Dable, I don't think that's going to, it's going to work out in, in New York. This guy is probably the best chance that Daniel Jones has to get the most out of Daniel Jones. This man helped mold Josh Allen into who he is. Um, and he could definitely, I think, help get Daniel Jones on the right track, but I don't know that the situation set up for him to have success. This could be one of those things where Dable's a good hire, but wrong situation. Not enough time. Josh McDaniels to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see how this one plays out. It's not a bad fit. Um, I'm just not a huge car fan, so I don't know what's going to happen. If something changes there, then this could be you know a good situation. I just don't think that the team has enough firepower to get past much of what they did last year. So it's like a you could breach the playoffs potentially and lose right away type of team. And I'm just not super excited about this. Vikings, Kevin O'Connell hire could end up being pretty good. 
Um, we'll see. Doug Peterson, I spoke on that already. Not a huge fan of this fit, and he's a running back by committee type guy, so that worries me. Mike McDaniel is an interesting one. This dude's either going to blow up and have an amazing career because I really like his mind. He's a huge X's and O's guy. Very behind the scenes in San Francisco, but a big part of why they had a lot of success. And this guy's play design and understanding for plays is pretty remarkable. Um, and you hear more and more about him. He's kind of in the shadows for a while, and you start to hear more and more, and you read up on what this guy is capable of doing and how he's a funny personality. He's going to be great for the league. Um, his press conferences are amazing, and they're going to be even we're going to see this guy on a daily basis, which is going to be phenomenal. Um, he's either going to fail hard because he's not set up right because he's got Tua as his quarterback, but he's also in a position to make changes if he needs to make them. So maybe Tua is not the answer, and he knows that. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And, I, you know, he, could he bring the most out of it, the situation, and get the most out of Tua? I suppose, but I don't feel like Tua is going to be the answer for anybody, no matter who the coach is. So I think he's got a lot of good weapons there, but there is a, you know, this is a mess of an organization that's been uh, linked to a bunch of scandals and offering 100K per loss to its former head coach. You know, I don't think this this kid, I call him a kid because he looks like a kid and he's, he's such a young uh, funny little dude. I appreciate this man, Mike McDaniel, and I, I'm excited to watch his career. I just hope he's able to make a smart move at quarterback to get himself in a position to utilize all the weapons. Debo Samuel Waddle. I'm not saying that Waddle will be Debo. Understand what I'm trying to emphasize here. But this guy could potentially try. Whether he's fully successful or not is obviously the answer. The answer is no. But try and use Waddle a lot like Debo was used in San Francisco. So this is a good move for Waddle. I just want Waddle to get a quarterback. So you're going to see my Waddle talk, I think, hit all-time highs because of this Mike McDaniel signing. Lovey Smith, nothing against Lovey, but the situation's a mess. And this is just, who, who wants to come take a beating here in Tech in in Houston and 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 have this team lose and look bad and and stay here for two years and just be blamed for everything. That's Lovey Smith, I think, in in Houston. Saints, Dennis Allen. This ain't going to be a good situation. Camara, Mike Thomas. What's even going on with Mike Thomas? Is Mike Thomas going to demand a trade? We don't know what's going on. So, Dennis Allen. I don't think this is going to work out well for him, regardless of what you think of Dennis Allen. This is a tough spot to be in. Saints have a lot that they need to worry about. The cap is a mess. Maybe Camara. You know, being cut or released, which could happen. It could. May have happened while I'm talking. I don't know. Um, but if they can get rid of that money, then they have a little bit better of a cap issue and handle on it. But they got a cap complete mess on their hands. They've got drama, you know, in just what feels like a, a, a team that's just cursed with bad situations after bad situations. I'm not, I'm not feeling like Dennis Allen gets out of this one three years from now. That's kind of my, my take on this coaching uh, carousel that we got going on. But I'll have a big more a more detailed breakdown on these situations as we go into the coming months. Appreciate everybody watching. Leave a comment when you leave because there will be zero comments on screen. Also, I want to say, get on over to Prize Picks. Get your prop on in in twenty twenty two Super Bowl uh, prop prop style um, goodness here. Let me put it on screen. Smitty one dot com slash prize picks uh go over there right now if you want to do if you've been wanting to do prop type type uh you know bets and stuff and especially for the super bowl game 
you want to put you want to do a prop like who scores more in the first quarter, who scores more at the half, over under on the game. You want to put a prop on a player like uh, how many yards um, you know Cooper Cup's gonna have. Like it might be set. And I'll have to look at what the exact setting is, and I'll give my recommendations on Instagram. But go to smitty1.com slash picks. Make sure you use uh, promo code Smitty if you go there without going to the link. The link's also in the description. Um, and let me drop the link in the chat. But if you guys have never done uh, prop style like bets and stuff, you need to do it. It's so fun. And it, it gives you like something to enjoy during the game when things get slow or boring or if your team's losing. Like... There's nothing better than dropping a, a prop on a game and having something to look forward to. Actually, hold on. Let me, uh, there. Let me pin this bad boy. All right, I pinned that. That's in the link. Click that link right now. Click the link right now, people, and go to smitty1.com slash picks or enter promo code smitty if you go there on your own and do prop betting for... 2022 NFL Super Bowl. Um, fun. Nigel, how is the Super Cup Fantasy League 2022 filling up? How many spots left? I think we got like 10 or 15 spots. If you guys want to get in this league, let me show you the, the promo. Here it is. I give you Fantasy Cup 2022. 15 rounds. 96 owners. That's 1,440 picks. Eight copies of every player in the player pool. That means Jonathan Taylor will likely consume all of picks 1 through 8. And Henry and Cup could make up most of picks 9 through 24. 60-minute timer. This draft could take 80 days to complete. 96 owners, 15 rounds, 8 copies of every player in the player pool. One division of 96. One winner. I give you Fantasy Cup 2022. And if, if you're wondering why it says Cup will make up the third spot, I that was when Cup was being talked about as a top three overall guy when I made the video. Um, since then, people have been shying away from a wide receiver being the third or fourth overall player. So that's why why that's in there. Um, that was kind of at the time when I made when I made it. Um, but yeah, so so definitely, if you guys want in a, in that league, the uh, twenty dollars super chat is anybody that's dropping a twenty dollars donation to the channel. That's not an entry fee. This is not a money league, but we got prizes galore. We got this amazing helmet uh, that we're giving away um, if you guys can beat Grant. So just like the DK Metcalf jersey, in order to win that, Grant can't win the league because Grant will get uh, get to keep that jersey. Uh, Grant is surrendering this. Where is this, this helmet? This helmet's amazing. Where is the helmet? Where are you? Said helmet. Let me see if I can find it and put it on screen. This this helmet's a beauty. It's a Joe Montana. Here it is. Look at this. Look at this puppy. Joe Montana and Jerry Rice Hall of Fame autographed helmet. This puppy is going to be given to the winner of the the the, the Super Cup 2020 Fantasy League. Um, Hall of Fame Jerry Rice Joe Montana 49er helmet going to the winner. If you beat Grant, if Grant wins the league. No one gets the helmet. Nobody gets no second place doesn't get it. Third place doesn't get it. You have to win the league and obviously beat Grant. If you win the league, you beat Grant. And the winner is gonna get that helmet from Grant. Grant's giving that helmet up. We also have the the, the fantasy 
uh, ring and jewelry, uh, about 150 to $200 ring that you're gonna get heavy duty ring. I got them right here. Uh, these bad boys are amazing. Um, these look and feel like a real Super Bowl ring. They're heavy, heavy as can be. Um, you're gonna win one of these bad boys, custom ring with your name on it. See that it says last name, your record, what your record was. Now we don't have a record in this league. It's a total point league. So you'll have probably your total points on there. Um, your year that you won and then your favorite number. And this heavy duty ring, like literally from afar, if you didn't grab it and read fantasy championship on it, you would think that this was a Super Bowl ring. That's the point of this company. They're called Custom Fantasy Rings. Um, go follow them on Instagram. These guys make these amazing, like you pull this out, your girl thinks you're proposing. You're like, look at this ring. She's like, yes. And you're like, my fantasy ring. And she's like, yes, that's great. I feel embarrassed. This is awkward because this box looks like you're dropping some big news you know it's amazing it comes in this box it's absolutely phenomenal looks amazing uh so the winner of the cup league is going to get that they're going to get the the uh helmet they're going to get other stuff we got other prizes i should have some prizes for second third and fourth um probably some lifetime memberships to sleep for you and things like that also uh usually i've been giving away rokus and fire sticks and things like that so the, again the 20 bucks is not an entry fee uh by any means it's to get in the league people dropping 20 dollars donations to the channel i wanted to do something special for you so um dm me on instagram if you're unable to drop a super chat in here and you want to figure out how to get a spot appreciate everybody being here please go to prize picks smitty1.com slash prize picks the link is in the description as well drop a prop on this 2022 nfl super bowl drop some props on on other sports get involved in in this prop style um contest dropping load dropping <laughs> put, put something on a game for goodness sake get some excitement out of it other than just the fantasy football like what why not have more skin in the game what if your team is doing bad what if your fantasy football contest isn't doing well for the playoffs and you need something else to watch Go to smitty1.com slash picks and drop a prop. Drop a prop, baby. All right, everybody, leave a question in the comments. smitty1.com slash picks. Go do it. Leave a comment in the questions. Let's go.